stop right there. Before we continue with this video, I need you to do me the one biggest thing you can do for this show, and that is to like, comment, share, subscribe. Please follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And you can also please, 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 please help us reach our subscriber goals. Thank you, and let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Podcast channel. And uh, tonight I've got a unique show for you. It may become less unique as time goes on. But uh, the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show, many of you guys may remember that I was on this show back in February. And, um, you know, they, they asked me to be part of the show a little bit more frequently. Uh, I told them I'd come on a couple times a month. We started developing a relationship. And uh, when all this stuff with the pandemic hit, you know, the universities all shut down in the area. And uh, that meant that WNTI, the radio station that Joe was hosting this show on, also got shut down. And so we weren't going to have any Jolt and Joe radio for a little while. So I put it out there that maybe we could uh, you know, film the show and put it out via the Rewind stuff for a little while. And that's what, we're, uh, that's what we did this week. So we did it in a video chat. And there's some lag and there's some technical issues and the audio isn't great, but it's a product out there that you guys can listen to about wrestling. Also, just so you guys know, we did film it over two nights. So we filmed on Tuesday night and then we filmed again tonight, which is Thursday night. And um, so you'll hear some reference back to what we talked about on Tuesday night. And you'll also see that we're like, you know, wearing different stuff and everything like that. So. You know, we had some technical difficulties along the way, but we made the show work, and we're we're happy that we were able to do it. It's a longer episode today, uh, you know, than you're used to from the rewind stuff because, frankly, it's uh, usually an hour long radio show, so we went a little bit over an hour. Um, anyway, folks, enjoy. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and also, guys, at this point, you should be seeing a uh, business card for Jolton Joe's wrestling show come across. So make sure to follow him on Twitter, and uh, you know, and make sure you know that we. Uh, we support everybody that's involved with this with this venture. All right, folks, let's uh, let's get to the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show. All right, my friends, welcome. This is Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio, uh, coming from quarantine <laughs> here in Nowheresville. Um, well, I'll tell you where we're all coming from because I got our two co-hosts tonight. It is uh, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. Tell hey, Tyler. Maybe the last yeah, time you get to talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here with uh, Ted and Joe. And hey, I'm happy I can be the rib to you guys. I, I'm just I'm thrilled <laughs> to death. I can't wait. I'm going to be Tony Schiavone on this show. Thank you for so You're much. You're the biggest kiss ass. <laughs> I know. I, I, I love it, too. I've, I've got to. That's all right. You guys, love it too, hey, right. I want you to. I want to be a part of this thing. I've got to keep sucking up. I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I where's the tiki bar at i'm the new mouth of the south where's jimmy hart i, I mean, like that i know tiki. yes you've got to have your own place to uh promote i know incessantly all right yeah. our other co-host is the man who joined us when we uh had our very last show on uh, wnti.org when we went into well mine was a quote vacation uh <laughs> that went into quarantine but uh, anyway let's introduce terrible teddy how we Come doing, on, everybody? Brother. Ah, it's you know yeah, we're living the quarantine you life. You are the host. Wait, before you, you are the host <laughs> of the. You say it because you know I don't know how 
how you pronounce it. It's it's the rewind. Yeah, it's the rewind wrestling podcast. It's just spelled with a W for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I want to make sure we're saying this right here because you're new to to this crew. We're new to your crew, and and I gotta say that that Ted uh, actually, uh, you know, he does some awesome stuff, and he he came to both. uh, uh, Tyler and I, and said, hey man, why don't you do something? You know, you're in quarantine here. Uh, but before I let these guys loose, because they deserve to be let loose, not me, um, <laughs> I uh, I was actually in Italy. Um, oh, dear uh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we were, we were only there for a few days when everything just completely shut down, you know. And uh, it was... Uh, an opportunity to meet some family and, and, and for my wife's birthday. And well, let's put it this way. It didn't go as well as expected, but we are home. This is the 13th day of quarantine. Um, everybody's well. Uh, it's just the two of us, but we're well. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good to be home. And uh, it, it, as much as our plans didn't go the way we wanted to, okay we're we're here we had the only time we've gone out of the house is to take a little walk with the dogs and it's going fine and we can do this yeah everybody we can do yes yeah we can do this all right boys so uh now i'm gonna turn you loose here because uh (laughs) i have a feeling you have a lot to say now i've been able to watch what we've been seeing here okay um raw's on Yep. Uh, I have to tell you, NXT just didn't drag me in, so I don't have much to say about that. Uh, AEW last week, I actually, just a little while ago, watched uh, AEW Dark. And then, of course, there's always SmackDown on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I'm throwing it out to you guys. You, wherever you want to start. Well, <laughs> I, the first thing I'm going to say... Oh, man, this is—it's such a loaded. It's such a loaded. It's like a loaded gun here. Um, you know, the first thing that I, that I'll say is that I, I've had some like crazy Twitter battles with people on the Rewind Wrestling Podcast Twitter account. Um, I've been going back and forth with some people because I have to say, just from a, you know, I'm a school teacher. That's what I do with my with my normal day. Um, I think I think I mentioned that the last time I was on the show. And the the big thing that I I have to say about this is. The CDC came out with all these recommendations about 10 people or less in the room and 10 feet minimum apart between them in crowded areas um, on Wednesday morning, which gave, gave AEW plenty of time to be compliant with that going into their show on Wednesday night because it's not like they pre-taped it. And they just didn't meet those guidelines. And that really drove me insane because that tells people that it's okay to be in proximity with other people. It doesn't matter if you're going to end up working the show with them next week or not. You know, we have to be demonstrating people of that of that caliber, you know, and I think very highly of AEW, I think should have been demonstrating the, the true, you know, calamity of it all and, and been showing that they should have been meeting the CDC guidelines there. Um, and people are bashing on WWE because they, they didn't put the wrestlers in the crowd like AEW, you know. And, um, you know, and then one, one guy started doing some Steiner math. 
He really did. And he was like, well, you know, there's one face in the ring. There's one heel in the ring. There's one commentator. There's plenty of room for other people to be out there. And I said, well, listen, there's camera people. There's sound people. There's the ring announcer. <laughs> you, know? the, the, you don't see those people all the time on the show, but those people count towards those 10 people in a room. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like the WWE, even though it's a more dry product, and I did enjoy AEW's product more because of the atmosphere it was created you know, by having all those people ringside last week, mm-hmm. um, then the WWE's product, I think WWE is actually doing it the right way, trying to keep as many people safe as possible. And so I'll start with that and and, and let did you guys you come at me a little bit. did you get to see? Yeah, I, I got to see AEW and uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to watch AEW. Can you all hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're getting some weird, I was getting some weird feedback. Oh, really? Okay. Why don't you say it again? Uh, I did get to see AEW and uh, Raw from uh, last night. So I got to see all the shows from last weekend and from this Monday, too. So I did get to catch it. Uh, I agree with Ted on certain things. I do think, you know, the superstars, it does add to it. But I can see the point that WWE, everybody wants to, you know, give them a hard time when really you do need to take this stuff seriously so i can see both sides but ted brings up a good point about that that i, I didn't really think about it really opened my eyes to it so it's thanks neil mr perspective I, what can i tell i agree uh i didn't think of it that way to be honest with you when i watched yeah. the show i thought oh, okay well you know i didn't think about the rule of 10 if you will we'll call it the rule of 10 right right, right. so to me oh okay there there's not too many of them they're placed apart um if you take the rule of 10 out, and to your point, we shouldn't, but <laughs> I very much, you know, I very much enjoyed the presentation. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah. You know, it was less dry. It, uh, it allowed you to see some of the personalities in a, in a different light, you know, yep. MJF, and, you know, and. Sean Spears, uh, uh, betting, you know, yep. <laughs> uh, some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'll direct you to tonight. You know, I watched Dark uh, just before we uh, uh, got on the line here together. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a different show. Um, I, did either of you get to see it at all? No, I didn't get to watch Dark. I, so, okay. so, so if you if you do, it'll be interesting to you know to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a quick opinion. Uh, I think they adapted quick to what they felt. You know, maybe it, we didn't weren't able to do it the right way. We'll right. see tomorrow night. But uh, it was um, straightforward. Ring announcer, out they come. Uh, uh, referee, timekeeper, you know, I, I, I didn't count. I didn't think to count. Mm-hmm. But we might be in the rule of ten there. And I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, because I'm having more trouble with the WWE presentation. I think it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. You know, uh, but again, I, I would knock them for anything because this is a brave new world. 
Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, um, so I'm curious, guys. What did, what did you what did you think of the first? Uh, where did we hit it first? Was it SmackDown or Raw? It was SmackDown. Uh, it was SmackDown. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think? Uh, and then moving on to what we've seen over the past uh, week or so now. Uh, you know, I think that that. I think the Triple H should be on commentary for every show that WWE has. First of all, because because he was he was the shining star of that episode of SmackDown. You know, he really brought life and energy to it that wasn't normally there, and I think that that is super important. I love that he brought up his own demotion <laughs> like, on air. You know, I thought that was I thought that was brilliant on his end. Um, because it got everyone stopping talking about it, you know, everyone wrestle talk and what culture they're all saying, Oh, Triple H got demoted. And then, you know, here he is like, yeah, I'm the only guy that can get demoted and get busier. You know, (laughs) Um, I I honestly thought he was talking about leaving the set. You know, I didn't know at that time that they messed around with titles or whatever, you know? Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, so so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it for sure. That first SmackDown, yeah. I I do think that the WWE's presentation is very dry currently. Um, I I certainly have some thoughts that I think are um, important to think about when we when we talk about the use of the the flashbacks, as I like to call them. You know, that we saw the entire men's Rumble match, and we saw Cena versus Bray Wyatt on Raw and or on SmackDown, and um, you know, and and so I think that there's there's a place for that in this format, especially because they have the backlog to do it. Um, but first, I want to hear what Tyler has to say before I before I jump onto my point on that. Uh, no, I, I agree with all that. Both of you make great points, and here's my thing: people can say what they want. I love that they're showing some of these matches, like Monday Night Raw. We got to see Charlotte versus Asuka. I didn't get to see that match, and I was blown away. I mean, the way that they were countering each other. Charlotte, to me, you can say what you want to. She deserves to be one of the most decorated and the best women wrestlers, probably out of men, for that matter. I just, To me, getting the Lesnar-Rollins and uh, Cena match again, mm-hmm. that's great because they've got so much content they've got to fill. You've got to have that, and it, it really can remind people – of some of the stories. It's a way to kind of tie in storylines, if you think about it, with these video packages. So mm-hmm. I've enjoyed that. I, I really have. That's all I was really going to touch on about that, you know. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with everything you just said. And, and my thing is, um, you know, there's no sports right now. Nobody has right. sports to watch right now, right? And so yeah. we're getting a lot of people that had been casual wrestling fans that are itching to watch anything other than the food network you know <laughs> and and so they're, they're tuning back into to professional wrestling a little bit to try and scratch that itch and there's some people that might not have been watching for like the last five six seven years but they're coming back and watching now because it's what's on and putting this backlog on does three things here it brings those fans up to speed a little bit which I think is super important. You know, like Tyler, you just said you didn't get to see that Charlotte versus Oscar match. You know, you're a yes. pretty diehard fan, but you didn't get to see that match, and now you were able to. Right. Um, you know, and so I, I feel like that's probably kind of like pulling people through. You know, they, they developed the, the Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar story by showing the whole Rumble match again. You know, A, yeah. it was one of the most talked about matches in recent memory. 
right? The whole internet was buzzing about that match because of how it was booked. And and with that being the case, you know, why not show it again and get that buzz going again, right? We want to invest sure. in these in these major storylines again. Um the the second thing that this does is it keeps more of their talent safe. They're not putting as much of their talent in the ring currently that have to work with each other with the potential for them to be sick. You know, and and this makes it so that they don't have to be in the ring, but we're still getting wrestling content on a wrestling show. How many times have we watched Monday Night Raw where there's no wrestling for the middle 45 minutes? There's a a quick match opener, you know, after the 15-minute segment at the beginning of every Raw that we get, you know, and then we get a match, and then we get 45 minutes of promos and advertisements and and this and that, and then we get another match, and then but but we're getting more matches now because we're getting replays. And the third thing that that does is it advertises their network to these people that haven't been subscribers because they've been they've been out of the loop. So I feel like the flashbacks certainly have their place, and I think that if AEW had the backlog of of film to do it, they would be doing it too. But I think that they don't have that there to do that. For sure. All right, folks, we're back. We had some technical difficulties on, on our end here. As you guys could probably see, Joe was nodding and saying, yeah, with things I was saying with that last diatribe. And uh, we couldn't hear him, you know. And so uh, so we switched we switched sets here. And so that's why you're seeing Tyler and Joe switched here at this point. So uh, before we before we had to take that break, we were I had just said, you know, about the the benefits of having those replays on the you know from the WWE network um, you know that that had been on air on Raw and SmackDown and that I thought that AEW would probably do the same thing if they had the amount of backlog that the WWE has. And uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. Well, there's no question when you look at it, WWE is going to have a massive amount of things that they can show. And I, what did they put on ESPN the other night? Uh, oh, WrestleMania, uh, 30. WrestleMania 33. And I think they got close to 900,000 views. Yeah. So that's, I mean, they're doing that the right way. Um, I, I there's just something still about the AEW product um, that keeps me interested, keeps me drawn in. Um, are we still, we're still on okay, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the images keep changing and uh, yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay, so, hey, listen, you know, it's the first time we're doing this. So That's it's right. all going to be good. That's right. It's all going to be good. All right, so my point is I'm still drawn in by... AEW and that product, and in watching Dark tonight, I was there again. Again, very different. You don't see any other wrestlers uh, standing around. Uh, In fact, I think they did, if I can remember properly, I think everybody's using that straight-on camera going straight to the uh, to the Tron or whatever yep. that Ring of Honor has always used, right. you know, in their tapings. Uh, so I think they're all doing that now, and it seems to be seems to be working pretty well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the issue here is the scripting, um, because I'll tell you on Dark tonight, I don't think there was any interviews at all. Hmm. So 
Therefore, you saw match, intro, match, intro. Right. And I thought it was pretty smooth. I didn't miss it. Right. Because the stories were in the ring. Right. Something for you guys to, to look for if you get a chance to see Dark this week. And who knows, maybe we'll see it on, uh, you know, we'll see it on AEW uh, to, uh, tomorrow night. So that would be interesting as well. Yeah, I, I think I think it certainly would be. Um, yeah, something else that, that drew me to AEW last week that I think is important to think about is, uh, is, is that, yeah, Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. You know, that's oh, a, absolutely. That's a big part of why people were drawn that's in because crazy. because we knew that we were getting who was the the exalted one, and we knew it was going to be one of those two guys, and you know, and, and so everybody was kind of yeah, sitting on eggshells. Yeah. Now, here here's my thing for the next couple of weeks. They announced tonight that or today that Triple H will be on NXT um, tomorrow. And that we're going to get the TakeOver matchups on NXT starting April 1st. And that means that Gargano Ciampa 3 is going to be on cable television. Good luck to AEW with getting people to watch AEW that night. Whatever night they put that on, people were going to shift gears to NXT that night. Because it's going to be a monster matchup. All right, guys, so I've got a question for you um, regarding Raw on Monday night. And, of course, the uh, the Shayna-Becky segment, okay? <laughs> so my question to you guys is, is Becky a heel? What's, ha- what's, what's happening there with Becky? I, I'm a fan, but th- I feel like there's mixed signals. <laughs> just just a little bit <laughs> just a little <laughs> oh man uh so tyler why, why don't you uh why don't you jump in first here man okay yeah i, I agree with that I, I think they just really they've heard her character i mean to your guys point she was coming in like this female stone cold and now she's so relaxed kind of like seth rollins if you think about it and i know it's funny because there are a couple in real life they've really toned down both their characters and, it, and it's showing it's like even if Baszler's not the draw Rousey is, to me, I'm becoming a fan just because she's more intense. She's taking it more seriously. And it doesn't mean I don't like Lynch, but I don't know. I, I've just got mixed emotions there, and, and that's really all I'm going to add to it. So, Ted, I'm interested to see what you think. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that certainly before WrestleMania last year, we were getting a more organic Becky Lynch um, something that the crowd could get behind more, you know, Nia Jax broke her nose and, you know, she couldn't have been more over the blood gushing down her face, standing at the end of raw. Um, you know, I think that she was hands down the, the most over person in the company at, at that point. And then they tried to vince her. <laughs> they tried to make the Vince McMahon tried to put Vince McMahon's thumbprint on her, and now it's like we're getting her shoved down our throats in the same manner as we were with Roman Reigns, and still kind of are with Roman Reigns, but we're all willing to forgive it now. Um, you know, the same way that we were with Rusev back before we were really behind Rusev, um, the same way we are with Bobby Lashley 
You know, um, none of, none of those people that I just named are not talented. You know, they're, they're all very talented wrestlers and they're all very talented at getting over on their own. They don't need that Vince McMahon thumbprint and McMahon. I think that's how McMahon still makes himself relevant in the wrestling world is if he doesn't put his thumbprint on the person walking through the curtain, he doesn't feel relevant. And I feel like that's what we're getting, and that's why we're getting this confusion to your question, Joe, of whether yeah. she's a whether she's a face or whether she's a heel, because I think Vince is kind of making his mind up as she's walking out the curtain each night. Um <laughs> you know, and um to that to but to that same thing, you know, like like Tyler said, you know, from what we were talking about the other day, um you know, she she does have a very Stone Cold Steve Austin build to her right now, and she's getting the rub from Austin, right? She was on the she was on Steve Austin's you know interview show on the USA Network. She stunned him on there. If that's not a rub, I don't know what is, you know. Um, and so she's really that heel that's so badass that she's good, you know, that she's a good guy. And and nobody quite knows what to do with her because we've already had that anti-establishment character happen several times over, and now it just feels like we're being force-fed. Oh, this worked twenty years ago. Let's see if it works now. I'm I'm gonna take the current Becky mm-hmm. and uh, say a couple of quick things. And yes, I- I'm gonna talk about her look because. I think for a lot of us, Becky's look is, 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 is very good. It's one of the reasons we were drawn in. Mm-hmm. Once she got past the green outfit and the tap dancing, you know, the Irish step dancing, you know, from yes. way back. But, but the Killer Bees outfit, you know, that I guess which was a one piece, to me that was a fail. The way she's looking now is much more tough but still has the attractiveness that some of us like, mm-hmm. you know. But Tyler, you said you thought she was softened up a little bit. She yeah. basically blindsided Shayna Baszler. You know, she blinded. That's not, to me, that's not soft. You know, she came in, hey, I don't like you. You attacked me. You know, you vampired me. No, Jesus. Uh, now, when you least <laughs> when you least expect it, I'm coming in and going to slam a chair upside your head. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, I I agree with what you're saying, Joe. Um, I think that to Tyler's point, and Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that what Tyler's saying though is that her as a character, she has become more laid back in this the man character. Where she's more concerned with being the man than she is with doing the deed. And that's more the impression that that we get as fans, I think, right now. And to that point, I I would agree with with Tyler. But, Joe, I do see your point where she is still being very physically aggressive. And we're only starting to see that again since her last feud with Asuka. Right? She kind of turned it back up a little bit. She said, I've been soft. Da, 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 and we kind of heard that from her a little bit. But then she kind of still flip-flops between them. Again, I blame that on Vince. Because Vince is telling her to do one thing. And she knows that she's going to get over doing another. And so she's kind of pushing the envelope with doing both, I think. Yeah. Can't be an easy thing for her. That's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Tyler, anything else on that? 
Uh, yeah, hey, great points. Uh, really didn't think about it like that. That's why it's great getting these different perspectives. But I don't know. I, I don't know. You, uh, you know I'm a Lesnar fan, so I guess it's obvious I'm going Baszler a little bit. So I don't know. And I'm not really even a big MMA guy, but I, I like the backgrounds coming into WWE. I don't, I don't know. There's something about it, you know. So Yeah, I'm probably, uh, you know, I, I might be um, a little sexist, sexist here, but um, – you know, um, if if I'm talking totally about um, visual appeal, you know, for me, Shayna Baszler doesn't have that the way Becky does. So that might skew me a little bit. I, I know it's not fair. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, that may be skewing me a little bit. But, well, well, to your point, we've been trained that way, though, Joe. I mean, I'm going to let you finish, but but we've been trained that yeah. way as wrestling fans, you know, yeah. for a long time. So I don't think that's entirely wrong of you to say, but please continue. Well, the, le- the only other thing I was going to say about it is that um, I thought uh, – I'm disappointed that we haven't gotten um, Ronda Rousey back yet. So – Here's where I'm maybe being a little hypocritical because I don't I don't know if Rhonda came off uh, as attractive visually as Becky per se. Okay, so I don't know. My thinking is a little skewed. I can't quite figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want from from Becky, you know, Mm -hmm. but. If I take it all the way the other side, I sure as hell know what I don't want, and that's the pouty ass. Um, uh, oh, for heaven's sake! Uh, what's her name? Uh, I always want to say Becky, and of course uh, Bailey. Oh the, yeah, yeah, that pouty Bailey it, it just isn't doing it to for me. So. I'm, I'm giving you a, a scale here, you know, where uh, I'm way better with uh, with uh, Becky. Uh, Ronda was up there. Shayna, okay, I'm okay with it. Not not a big, you know, but Bailey, do something with Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> I know I changed the subject, no, I no, I, I, but you know, I, I'm just. There's better there. They need to do better. Yeah, I mean, they need to do better by all their, all their women in terms of giving them believability a little bit more. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of the things that that I would say there, and it's just going off of it. I'm sorry to, to have interrupted you there, Joe. But um, no, no. But we've been trained that way as wrestling fans our entire times as being fans. I mean, look at the pedigree of someone like uh, Prince Albert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Huge star in Japan where look isn't as big of, you know, look it doesn't matter as much as talent, right? Right. Um, yeah. Was able to be a big star in Mexico mm-hmm. where he's completely contradictory to the major style down there, right? Um, in the States, he gets buried because he doesn't have the Vince McMahon look. And... Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, even though they were smaller guys, they still had that muscular look. So they got pushed yeah. over people um, 
you know, like Mark Henry initially. Mark Henry had had the girth, but he did, and he had the pedigree from being a weightlifter. And McMahon's always loved him, but it took a long time for him to get over because he didn't have the look. So I, I don't think that's limited to just female superstars. I think that that's that's cross gender and cross generational, frankly, in terms of what we've been trained to appreciate as wrestling fans. So I, you know, I, I completely see where you're coming from there on the. On that same token, as far as Becky goes, though, um, I think that Becky was at her best when she was allowed to just go out and have fun. We all loved Becky the most as wrestling fans when she was allowed to go out there and have fun. And that's when she was in the steampunk stuff, when she was just out of NXT, just on the main roster, and she was out there just doing barn burners. And that's that's when we, we really appreciated Becky Lynch. Truthfully, so I have to agree. Now, um, one last thing that I'll say about that, to your point, is that I think that's why a guy who um, I think is pretty charismatic, and another guy who is super talented. Uh, so I'll give you the names now: uh, Marty Skrull and Will Osprey. Those two guys just could, they're just not going to happen in WWE. I would be very surprised if they ever did. Right. You know? Um, and so, to back up your point, I think those are two examples of, mm-hmm. you know, now, there's another guy coming into NXT that I'm excited about. <laughs> but I guess we'll get to that in a little bit, right? Uh, Tyler, anything else on, uh, on the Becky portion of, uh, our conversation here. No, you, you uh, covered it well, and I agree with you about Bailey. I think it goes to that same point you all talked about it. That it's goes back to really character. I, you know, I'm a fan of both of them, but it's just the way their character's been handled. So that's all I'm going to add to that. Yeah. Agreed. All right, guys. So I thought um, I might do a little transition here now and bring us to last night, which uh, would be Wednesday night. AEW and NXT and uh, Ted, you, uh, I was kind of following uh, your comments mm-hmm. uh, between the three of us uh, last night, and uh, you were very strongly for the NXT show last night. So why don't we start with that? Okay. Um, you know, I flipped back and forth between both shows, and um, I DVR them both um one of the benefits of having streamed cable instead of traditional cable i have unlimited dvr (laughs) um me too yeah so you know i i I always i always make sure that i I dvr them both in case i want to go back and watch something um which i had to because i was so tuned into the gargano champa segment at the end of nxt that we uh that i you know i i tuned out Matt and, and Jericho, and I had to go back and rewatch that that ending there. Um, you know, I, I just think that, for the most part, the wrestling was better last night on NXT. The the actual physical wrestling. And you'll notice, and, and, you know, some people, the people that are listening to this at home, you know, if you're just listening to it and you're not watching it and you don't see this, and I did mention it at the beginning of the video, 
uh, we did film this over two days here um, due to some technical difficulties. But, you know, when we talked on Tuesday, we talked about the fact that um, AEW had not, you know, met the CDC guidelines and had all these people in the crowd and um, and the rule of 10, as we talked about on Tuesday night. And what happened last night, they had that empty arena, right? Which tells me someone said something to them. Um, you know, and, um, so I think they were both kind of on an even playing field in that regard. You know, we, we had that same kind of almost dry, you know, put out from both, from both television shows last night. A lot easier to compare. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the wrestling was just overall better on NXT last night. I mean, it's hard to say that. With ever, with any AEW show because AEW shows tech you know typically deliver a whole lot in terms of the in ring performance, um, but I feel like a we got more squash matches on AEW than we did on NXT last night, um, and and rightfully so they're protecting talent right now which I have no problem with, um, and b the NXT show felt like. It was moving us forward to something. The whole show. The two women's matches on the show were both to get women into the number one contender's ladders match for you know to face the winner of Charlotte and Rhea at WrestleMania. Um, the whole night was built around Triple H coming out at the end and, and mitigating this, you know, Gargano Champa conflict at the end of the show. Um, you know, and, and it felt like the whole night we were being pushed forward in some way. We were going to like, I feel like we're going to get the end of this North American championship feud with Keith Lee and, and and double D, you know, Dominic Dijakovic and and with the, you know, Damian Priest is in there now too. Uh But, but, you know, I feel like that's like, that's how they revived this feud to get another couple weeks out of it. And I feel like we're going to finally get the end of it now next week with this triple threat match. Um, you know, so I just feel like NXT really pushed us forward, whereas I don't feel that way so much with AEW last night. I feel like AEW last night was very much so a, well, we had planned to do Blood and Guts tonight, and we aren't going to do that now because it's not the right time to do that. And so we're going to put on these matches for you, and they're going to be good matches, but nothing really mattered last night um, in terms of the matches that were put out there. Uh, the only thing that... I felt was really nice about the the night from AEW was the Kenny Omega Sammy uh, you know and Sammy G match, but uh-huh. um, and I'll quote Justin Credible here who I follow on Twitter, um, and Justin Credible actually put out there last night he's like man for two guys who are as fantastic of workers as these two are, it's um it's a little bit disappointing that they aren't selling for each other at all. You know, and that, that, so then I went back and rewatched that match and I was like, oh man, he's so right. (laughs) Like, what the heck is this? You know? And so, um, you know, so that's what led me to think that NXT just had a better show last night. And frankly, I thought the conflict, they, they, both shows ended with conflicts. It was really mirror shows last night. Right. And I really thought as much as I love broken Matt Hardy and I do, I love the broken Matt Hardy character. I'm so happy it's back. I don't feel like it delivered playing off of Jericho the same way that we got it in impact with other people. And I feel like it just 
didn't it never climaxed last night whereas we got a climax and joe i know you're excited about that climax <laughs> from the end of uh nxt and uh, so yes. that's 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 my thoughts on it guys and I'll, I'll let you guys tell me tell me what you think here yeah let's kick it to tyler no i mean i i heard what uh ted was saying and, and i didn't get a chance to see nxt so I'm not coming in this fair, and I, I agree with you. Uh, AEW didn't have anybody there in the arena. And you're right. They were kind of going through the motions a little bit. It's all about having fun, but did you catch all the references? That's what got me. Bill Watts, you know, we're, we're turning up the, the old outside floor where it's Sting, you know, which I mark out because I'm a Sting fan. But I don't know that you need it for your, for your new company. It's too much like the old WCW references. And I know Cody's probably thinking of his dad. Yeah. Go, go for it, yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, well, so let me ask you this. You got it. I got it. Ted, I know you got it. Yeah. <laughs> How many people watching that show got those references? Um, was Cody being too over people's heads? Yeah. And I'm not saying that to go, oh, hey, I've been around. I know her. No, 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 no. Just in the general, you know, con context of everything. Okay, it was Cody and Tony. I, I thought t um, Tony was uncomfortable, and that's okay because he got thrown into that. Yeah, Cody was very relaxed, but a little trying to be a little too inside. Mm -hmm. So that bugged me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to that point. I, I completely agree with you, Joe. I completely agree with you. And, and I actually, you know, I said it to you guys and I said it to the guys from the from the Rewind Wrestling podcast, too. Um, you know, I said, listen, does anyone really care about the bike racks? How many times is Cody going to say <laughs> bike racks tonight? You know, he, he came up with a drinking game for his commentary that he posted on Twitter, if he had just put bike racks on there, everybody would have been destroyed by the end of the night. He's obsessed with those things, you know? And, and to, you know, what really irritated me is he's making it like AEW's doing this special. This is what every wrestling company that's ever had a wrestling show did up until, up until like 10 years ago or 15 years ago when WWE went to that black border with the foam pad. And you know why they went to that? Because fans were throwing things through the bike rack. <laughs> Not because it's padded. They're like, oh, well, we're putting up a wall. We might as well pad it. You know, they were the fans were dumping trash out there and throwing things, and wrestlers were slipping on it. You it's know, like, just an aside to that, uh, those, you know, I've sat in very close uh, in both, well, a number of places, but uh, Ring of Honor and uh, WWE, they're padding, they're barricades are beautiful yeah. absolutely beautiful uh but you know ring of honor i actually got an injured knee because uh i think it was uh, uh roosh and um don't i can't remember who it was there uh but they were they were battling one guy goes head first into it i'm in the second row Chair goes flying backwards with the guy, you know, who's sitting there. I try to stop him, slams into my knee. Now I got, <laughs> now I'm an old guy with an injury. <laughs> I mean, so 
they're doing it right. Yes. They're doing it right. And that's a silly little aside, but it, it, but, but that's important, man. Hurt. You know, people can get hurt. WWE knows their stuff. They really do. Damn those bike racks. (laughs) (laughs) Man, some of of them work super well, though. So for all of my ACPW people out there, you know, you'll you'll get the – all my ACPW people will get the joke there. But some of these bike rack guardrails, man, they work so well that they will keep anyone behind them. And and, and they're just – they're fantastic. You know, I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys that story off the, off the air, but that's a, that's a little inside joke for my ACPW listeners to, to get them in on the show here tonight, just a little bit. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just take a second if you guys don't mind. Sure. And I wrote a couple of notes, um, as I watched each show, okay. um, aware in my mind of, uh, you know, Tyler and Ted were going back and forth. I was just trying to stay awake. <laughs> but, you know, I go, bing, bing, bing. And I'm kind of going, uh, so I got a chance to watch both shows a little bit more today, the things that I crashed out on. But um, start of the show, uh, Tyler Breeze and Austin uh, Theory. So good. Cody. And um, Jimmy Havoc. Havoc. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy Havoc, of course. For me, Cody and Jimmy Havoc drew me in. Maybe it's because, maybe it's because I just have watched and seen them more. Ring of Honor, MLW, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe I'm more engaged with them. The other two guys, I don't have the same history. Right, but so I'll so I'm giving the edge to to AEW there. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we came up. Then we did uh, uh, Killian Dane uh, match. Okay, fine. I liked the backstory. Yeah. Of Killian Dane, that was cool. Um, Darby Allen and and Kip Sabian worked for me again. Yeah. I wholeheartedly know? agree with that. Um. I'll move on. I'll move on and I'll come down to the end. All right. Because, uh, Ted, you made a really good point that, uh, the women's matches on NXT were going somewhere, Mm -hmm. which I, I totally agree with you. That was good. There was a story of where they were going. I wasn't terribly engaged when I compare them to the upper echelon of NXT and then mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the WWE rosters. So that kind of lost me. Um, Brody Lee, not menacing enough. I'm just going to say this, not menacing enough. And then I'm going to wrap it up. Ted, you already mentioned Omega and Guevara. Good match. Liked it a lot. You're right. They're not. They were. They were, I. Here's how I took it. A little bit of clumsiness in the beginning. Mm-hmm. A little bit of. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, not really buying into uh, to Kenny Omega in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then it got better. Mm-hmm. You know. 
uh, and we can talk about the ending later because that was the best part for me. Um, so now I'm going to kick it back to you guys. I just wanted to give you a quick synopsis of what I thought. Um, giving the edge to AEW except for the grand finale. <laughs> um, I, I guess... We- my my rebuttal to to your comment about the women's matches would be, we've got to build them somewhere, right? So these are Absolutely. these are the the mid card women of the, you know, it's hard to call NXT the feeder system anymore, but it's still right, the feeder right. system to Raw and SmackDown, um, you know, in a way, and so it's the mid card of the feeder system that is they're trying to push. And elevate so that they get to the status of a Rhea Ripley or a Shayna Baszler or a you know a, a Bailey or a Oscar, you know. And you know, even when you talk about some of the women's matches we've seen in recent memory, and when I say that, I mean maybe back to the beginning of the year um, on SmackDown. You know, some of these matches that have been in the women's division on SmackDown have not been good. <laughs> and 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 That's I true. would say I would say that the the women's matches that happened last night in the mid card of NXT were better than some of those matches that have happened on the main roster of you know main roster of WWE in the last couple of months. So do I think that they were smooth? No. And 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 I have lots of criticisms about putting some of these wrestlers out there on national television before they're really ready for that spot. Um, in their development in NXT. That's one of my big criticisms about NXT. And when they were strictly on the network, it was even worse. And NXT UK is worse in that regard, where they put people out there on a regular basis that I don't think are quite ready to be televised yet. They still need to fine-tune them to the WWE style of wrestling before they put them out there a little bit more. Um, But that being said... I think that you're right. It's hard to buy into that because you don't have as much hook, line, and sinker with those gals yet because we haven't, they haven't been built yet. But if they're not on the card and they aren't on the TV, we never get that hook, line, and sinker. So I feel like it was seeds that are being planted now for the future. They're telling all these people you could be a contender, and that gives us a different view of them as, as wrestling fans. Good point. They need to bring it. That's right. true. Right. Tyler. Yes. Uh, you know what? To your point about the NXT women's division, I think a women's division that could use some stars and help is AEW. I mean, you know, they've got talent. I think Penelope Ford, that should be somebody you could build on. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can wrestle yeah. kind of like a Selena yeah. Vega can do. With If yeah. you watch her with uh, Andrade on the same, not that level yet, but, you know, Penelope Ford's got a lot of potential. And I think... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not buying uh, some of the other athletes they've got in that women's division. I've tried to give them time, and I know it's that's the name of the game, patience. But they could really use, you know, a, a Penelope Ford to really add. She could get her and Nyla Rose in a program. You know, maybe that's a thought. You know, just give her time, build it. So I, that's just a point I wanted to make. I'm glad you brought that up about NXT. So yeah, and right and to my to my understanding and. I've watched a lot, watched a lot of backlog wrestling on the WWE Network in the in the years it's been out. Oh, okay. um, to my understanding, when WCW was first 
first purchased by Ted Turner. This is kind of where they were with their women's division too, which just okay. furthers the comparison of AEW to WCW, really. Um, you know, WCW's big first big signee for that company was Medusa. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And then and then what did they do? They just fed a bunch of women from the power plant to her for a long time. Um, yeah. You know, what we're kind of blessed with in AEW is that they they had been pulling in these contracted women to do some fun matches for us. Um, you know, uh, I think that, that all the women that are performing for AEW are good. I don't think they're being given enough time to develop with each other in the True. ring. They're all one-off matches because of that sport feel to the programming. And so when you don't have time to build chemistry with people and you're pulling people from all over the world to try and pull audience from all over the world to build your upstart company, it's kind of the lesser of the two evils. They're doing better than WCW was doing because they're bringing in these talented people that they know can work, but they aren't giving them enough time and enough consistency to let them work together so that the matches come off well. And I feel like that's just a failure of booking on their part, especially when they have so many people in this company that are from WCW and saw all these failures and aren't making the corrections. Because that's what happened with WCW's cruiserweight division, right? They they would constantly yep. – they would they – would, the way that they solved that problem because they were just bringing in random guys from Mexico and from Japan to try and solve their cruiserweight division problem – and then what they started realizing was, well, if we if we get two guys at a time from ECW who have been working for three months together in ECW, they can just take those matches and put them on our television show, and it's going to be brand new to our audience. And that's right. how they, that's how they rebuilt that cruiserweight division in WCW to make it meaningful, you know. And that's kind of the, the way that AEW needs to go now for their women's division. They need to find two women that have been working together consistently and bring them in together. That's I think that's the solution to that problem. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I thought that um, in the very early stages when they brought uh, Allie in uh, with Butcher and Blade, mm -hmm. she got involved a couple of times with some awesome kicks and, you know, it, it showed her uh, wrestling prowess. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is going to be good. I, I, I like this. But now she's kind of been moved to the. I don't know, the periphery, I think. Yeah. So, um, so I'll, that match, that uh, trio, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go with Allie, but I feel like she deserves a little bit more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one more thing out at you. Have you guys, um, I think this is a, a personnel that, some of the majors are really missing out on. Uh, are you guys, um, do you know uh, uh, Savage Gentleman and Lady Frost? Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah, I, I, did, I keep up with them. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm a fan. And uh, I like what they do. And I like how they've worked on their images. And I just feel like somebody should have grabbed them already and, and started to work with them. I mean, um, there's something there. And anyway, I hope that I hope something good 
happens because I think they deserve it, and I think I think the characters are, are developing nicely, and then they're good wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Just my two cents. No, I, I agree. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, I've kind of been excited to go to the last segments of NXT and AEW. Um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with AEW. I'm gonna jump to NXT and and let you guys uh, take it from there. Um, AEW, the uh, um, le champion, <laughs> comes out there, and you know Chris Jericho, it just, he's just got it, man. Yep. Okay, yep. Um, he could talk about anything. Yep, absolutely. So then we get Matt Hardy and. I'm cool with Matt Hardy. I, I, I like unbroken Matt Hardy. Um, I sometimes have to laugh at the accent, <laughs> you know, and the uh, fake Shakespearean thing that he does. But I'm okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. But it just came off as a little bit awkward. Yep. It just felt a, maybe it was too long. Uh, I felt like they were vamping too much. Still really enjoyed it. Love the pyro at the end. Um, but NXT, I thought, grabbed that, that segment totally. Um, the the whole thing with bringing the guys out, Ciampa uh, bringing out um, Johnny Wrestling, uh, you know, Gargano. Sometimes I f- forget names. But uh, cool. Yep. Triple H. Now I heard some people say, "Oh, Triple H was too much like Daddy." Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Okay, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I thought it worked well. Uh, they're coming to a conclusion. He told you know he's the boss. Right. They wrecked. They wrecked the performance center. So he pulls it together. It's going to give them something. Now we're thinking, okay, what could this, what's it going to be like? Where are they going to be and what kind of havoc are they going to wreck? Yep. And then we get that final segment with my man, Killer Cross. Now, I loved it. I've been waiting for it. I'm a, I'm a fan because I like the monsters, you know? <laughs> But I'm going to ask you one thing because I was trying to listen to whatever the voice. I don't know if that was Scarlett, you know, her voice in the background. I I don't know what was being said. But why did I think I heard the prophet? I thought I heard the words prophet. I'm just going to throw that out there. I could be crazy. But clearly, I don't think we're getting Killer Cross. We're getting something else. Yeah. You know, I'd be surprised if we got Killer Cross. I'm done with that. I'm kicking it over to you guys. Well, I mean, I didn't. Now that you said that, like, now I, I feel like I have to go back and rewatch it. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, like See I'm gonna, think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook it up to the surround sound and, <laughs> like, you know, hear exactly what what's coming out through that. But. uh you know, I, I don't think we're going to get the killer cross that we had, um, 
mostly because WWE won't let anyone come in as their character from the indies. And that's yes. that's kind of smart on their end because at the end of the day, WWE wants to be able to market everything about them, which means right. they need to it's own everything control. about them. Um, but it also, when these guys are done with WWE and the NXT guys we've seen have a more of a rotating door than the main roster guys for sure, when they go back to the indies, and a lot of them do, they can pick that character back up and it wasn't affected by anything in WWE. You know? And so I feel like that's a actually security a little bit for, for Killer Cross. Um, I, I noticed in the video part of the package that it I, I, I kept swearing it said Rock, not Cross. And I, I meant to go back and watch it today, and I didn't have an opportunity to do that. But I, I could have sworn it, it kept saying rock. And I was like... Well, were you seeing TikTok? Maybe. TikTok was coming across. Was it? Yeah. So I don't know. You know, we all see things in a, an interesting way. It's yep. that, uh, um, you know, optical delusions, if you will. Yep. Or illusions. But... Um, Interesting pickup, though. Yeah, oh, man, I just I want to know how he's going to get inserted into this feud. Like, is he going to be almost the jailkeeper for these two? <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know. And it, I mean, the three of them together is money. The three of them together <sighs> is absolute money, and I cannot wait to see it. But I, I just don't know how he gets inserted there. There's such a long history between the other two on WWE programming. What what is he gonna bring? And that that really has me intrigued. Like now I'm like, do I have to wait till April eighth? Do I have to wait till <laughs> you know? I know, I know. Oh. You know, will it be um you know, a, a hooded or cloaked Kevin Sullivan type idea? You know, with uh, with Dark Angel, or uh, because Scarlet's there, we haven't seen nope. anything of her. Yep. And you know, she's devastating just uh, just in her presence. Yeah. And you know, Cross is is a really cerebral guy too. Beyond being, you know, Killer Cross, he's right. a cerebral guy. So there's a whole. Uh, body of work that could be used too but yeah. or i'm just overthinking it <laughs> well listen you know? we we could all fantasy book this thing and then wwe will wwe it and we'll be <laughs> tyler any thoughts uh no I, I think it's exciting I, i'm gonna have to go back and watch it you guys are really making me just that much excited to go watch nxt because you know, I'm going to have to learn that I've got another DVR. I can't record two of them at the same time. And, you know, I only got to see AEW. But going back to Joe's point, you know, I'm not as familiar with uh, Matt Hardy's broken character. I liked it, but it did come off maybe a little too theater for me. I mean, and I, the segment was good, but I'll disagree with him on that. And because really that's all I could take away because I only saw AEW the last segment. So, um, so what I'll tell you is that the broken Matt Hardy character is very yeah. theater. That's exactly what right. it is. It's meant to be okay. that. That's it's, right. Yeah, it's meant to be that over-the-top, fantastical, I'm here to entertain you wrestling like we had in the 90s, you know? Cool. 
um, and I'm all for it because he, he does it in such a lighthearted way, but he does it through everything, you know, his YouTube channel, his every, (laughs) whenever he's at any kind of signing, when he's in the broken character, he is the broken character. Whenever he's in public, he doesn't break kayfabe. Like it's see that's missing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I would definitely Ted, encourage you to. Where did that start? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I jumped in on you. It's all right. Go ahead. What's your question? Where did that originally start? Was it Impact? It was Impact. Yeah, that's what I was it about was to impact, say. Right, because I saw that and I just went, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yep. And then it went away for a while, but it's back. Yep. Some I, of it's back. I highly recommend. Finding the broken Matt Hardy stuff from Impact right. and, and watching yeah, it. Yeah, check that out. You'll, you'll find it on. You'll find a bunch of stuff I think on YouTube. Too. Oh yeah, All right. if I'm not mistaken. Oh you'll yeah, find it. yeah. yeah. So that would help me understand it. Yeah. The the yeah. the deletion with Brother Nero and you know you get all the members of his family and like the the groundskeeper all have characters in the broken world and they all have meaning. The drone that you keep seeing is a character. It has its own essence. Like it's a person. That's why Jericho was talking to oh, yeah. it. You know, it's it's really fantastic. It's so over the top that it's amazing. And you know, I get why Vince didn't get it. I completely get yeah. why Vince didn't get it because he's another out of touch old man who doesn't get it. You know, <laughs> you know to, to quote to quote. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to call him Harper, but it's not Harper anymore. To quote Brody Lee, you know, he's now a touch old oh, man. And by the way, can, just I, I know we got to wrap up here, but can we all acknowledge that he's taking little shots at Vince? Yeah. Oh, I, I would think so. Yeah, no doubt. The old man's out of touch. Definitely. Yeah. And how about the the the, 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 the promo last night? The steak with the promo oh, yeah. last night. <laughs> the, oh, you don't yeah. get to eat until I. You know, like that's, that's got to be directed. And the sneezing. Man. Oh, the yeah. sneezing! Yes, yes. Because Vince because hates Vince sneezing. You're not glorious. allowed to sneeze. Yep. You can't sneeze anywhere near him. Yep. And I've never heard that. How can you not sneeze? I mean, but I guess Vince really does not like that. I mean, no, no, no. 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 And we all have our quirks, I suppose. Yeah, we right? do. We all have. He's got uh, billion dollar quirks. Though. He does. He's got plenty of them. Plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, how about we end on? Uh, this note if, if you guys are uh, cool with it there was a uh, there was a guest on Raw the other night a former football player oh on Smackdown oh no that was Smackdown I'm yep. sorry oh yep. yeah a former football player could we make Smackdown any worse That's yes they did say. They did. That's that how they did it. That was Yeah, it made it. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, no, it was. Uh, oh, God. The dancing. Good. No, I'm just saying the dancing it just made it that much worse. What What was he doing? Was Vince saying, "Come on, pal, go out there and dance. Come on, do it." I'm like, "What are you doing?" I mean, that, that's all I'm gonna add to it. I, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. Too. That was such all a goof. Right. That uh, it was yeah. uh, unpalatable. Um, it's really hard to get excited about Gronk for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. Um, number one, he's a long time, or well, he was a long time member of a team that I despise. <laughs> right. uh, I hear you, brother. Um, yeah, but but the the other thing that 
really sticks out in my mind here is that they tried to build him up so much in that Andre the Giant Battle Royal a couple of years ago. Yeah. And and if he was going to be part of everything, then was the time to do it. And they couldn't get the trigger yeah. pulled. And now they're doing whatever they can to pull in ratings. The, you know, WWE is getting sued right now because things have gotten so bad, um, you know, within the company. And, and so now they're doing whatever they can to boost it while they can and um you know it's just not i don't think that's i don't think that's the way to do it guys <laughs> not that work no so just um uh, like you said uh smackdown man um the move to fox didn't help the way we hoped it would yeah really no totally. it's been a disappointment yeah. yeah for sure for sure all right, guys. Anything else? Well, you know what? No. I, yeah, go ahead, Ted. No, go ahead, Tyler. I was just going to add real quick. What is the Miz and Morrison doing? I mean, the bacon, they're dressed up like bacon now. I mean, in the New Day, that's another thing. It's getting silly with SmackDown. I, but, I don't get that. Maybe I need to understand their characters, too. I mean, you to need honest. to go back and watch their stuff from the early 2000s oh, yeah. together. Because yeah. that's a play on what their characters were then. And and there's a difference between that kind of comic relief where they're they're making fun of the other teams and they're being over the top about it and outrageous about it and then having Gronk dance down the aisle the way he did, right? Um, I'm much more okay with The Miz and John Morrison making fun of everybody around them because when they get in the ring, they deliver. They do, yeah. You're you know, right um, so that's that's a big thing for me at least. Um, no, all right, guys. So my last thing here, and, and I know we pulled one the other night, but with the technical difficulties, we didn't get to, uh, we didn't get that in there. So I've got, I've got my bucket list here from the rewind podcast and I want to pull out a quick, a quick question for you. That's a question for a wrestler. So we can't use that one. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay. This is a good one for the three of us because we're all fans of the NWA. Uh, Do you think yes. that the NWA will blow up or will it fizzle out? Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I think it will it will blow up. I, I mean, I know it seems like things are down, but it, to me, you got all this Thunder Rosa. They're going to be fine. They keep building that talent. Go ahead, Joe. That, that's all I was going to add. I think it's a very steep uphill battle and the virus situation has not helped that um i i think they're doing it in a good way Mm -hmm. doing their tapings doing it old school style the fan reactions are there they interact with those people Mm -hmm. um i like it they need more personnel which is hard to do in the fact that you've only got an hour a week mm-hmm. Two, they have no major uh, outlet yet. So it's really cool to go on YouTube, but, but that isn't going to get them what they need, right? you know, which is that big broad base. So uh, I think the people there are cool. Um, you know, I don't know about Lagana and the situation that happened with 
Cornette, you know, that I think was very unfortunate. But, uh, but other than that, I think you've got some people who are really sincere about wanting to make this thing work. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the ideas are pretty good, but it's an uphill battle, you know, and they might be able to do it on a, a unless they get a, a big time TV or real strong TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's going to be almost impossible to blow up, you know, look at ring of honor. They've got Sinclair and that's still a hell of a tough haul. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I had, I had like a, a, a five point, this is they need, they have to do five things in order to be successful for the NWA. Okay. They need to bring in more big name talent to get the company over. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done a great job of building the talent that they have. Fantastic job of building the talent that they have. They need a couple more names, and they're doing it, right? They've got um, Nick Aldis in there. They've got Eli Drake. They've got James Love Storm. Nick. They've yeah. got Molina. They've got, um, oh, Lord Almighty. They've got the the Rock and Roll Express. They had Steiner come right. in for a couple of shows that, you know. So th- they're working their way towards doing that on a more regular basis, and they're using that talent, that big-name talent, to put their – homegrown talent over which is the way to do it okay so i'm not i'm not i'm not feeling very nwa tna ish about it where they were you know booking you know mick foley and rick flair and hulk hogan to beat their younger talent for months on end um so that that's number one is that they need to sign a little bit more talent number two on my end uh they they do need to secure a, a better deal, but I don't think that they need to secure a television deal. I think that they need to go after the same market that MLW was trying to go after a little bit. And they need to try and lock in a deal with Netflix or Amazon prime. I think if they can do that because, because more and more of the world is switching off from traditional cable and going to streaming services instead. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, I, I don't have traditional cable. I have YouTube TV. You know, and um, and I can do anything I want with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, to to be able to do that through Prime or through Netflix, I think that's I think that's a really solid way to go about it. And if they can get themselves on YouTube Red as well, you know, and that way they have that kind of trifecta of online streaming services, then I think that they'll hit the bigger market that they need. Um, they need to do tapings outside of. Georgia. I know why they're doing it there, um, but the the rest of the country can't travel to Georgia to get to your product for yeah. for a taping, you know. And you're not going to get mainline boots on the ground if you're not traveling at all, right? And it's great that you right. publicize that your wrestlers are out there traveling on the indie circuit, and they do. They publicize it on every episode of Power, especially for the champ. Yeah. But but you need to take the company name out there on the road with you too. Um, and so whether that means that they're just doing NWA shows or if that means that they try and, and go into what my next point is, I think they need to get back to the territories. 
And I, I know that sounds super old school of me. Um, you know, that's, that's tough for a guy who, who barely knows, you know, barely knows what the territories were like. I just, I, I watch stuff on backlog from the territories, but we need to get back to the territories. If NWA is going to be successful, the NWA was so successful because they had all those groups feeding into it. The, the 10 pounds of gold meant something because of that. And, yes. and so I think that they should have some kind of qualifier for independent wrestling organizations to be part of the NWA. If you can call yourself, you know, NWA certified for an independent broker, that mm. means that mm. now as a promoter, I have a little bit more juice to bring people in and people want to work with me sure. more because I'm related to the NWA. I think it works for the independent wrestling circuit and it works for the NWA because it gets their name back out there more. Okay. Last but not least on my list here is they need to capitalize a little bit more on the fact that they are hitting a free market right now with in terms of wrestling. MLW and NWA essentially have the same thing happening for them, except for NW, MLW, it does have a TV deal. It's just a very limited one in the United States. Very few people have that channel, much like Impact. But MLW also streams that show online on YouTube every week. You know, yep. NWA, if they want to take it a step up, they've got to put out just a little bit more programming. And yes, that means that you've got to pay people more to be there a little bit longer, to tape a little bit longer. But your fan base is obviously filling the studio for you every week. So I don't think you're going to have trouble with selling an extra day's worth of tickets to film two hours a week instead of one hour a week worth the stuff so that's my five things that i think nwa needs to do in order to not fizzle out and that's my fear is that they will fizzle out within the next two years if they don't hit those five things in the next in the next two years yeah that's good what uh what do you think about this interaction between ring of honor and nwa do you think that could potentially be the start of some type of territorial or some type of alliance? I would like to say yes. You know, I've got the Ring of Honor flag behind me. I was such a fan of right. Ring of Honor, um, you know, especially back when Punk and Daniel Bryanson were there, you know. Sure. You know, and um, or Brian Danielson, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, huge fan of all that and, and Samoa Joe and just, you know, the, those DVDs. My buddy would get those DVDs and we would have watch parties in the in the basement of his house, you know, yeah. in high school and in college. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, everything that happened with Ring of Honor last year and with Joey Mercury coming through mm. and confirming everything that Cornette had said years earlier about the lack of medical staff and people people not being taken care of, um, I, I think it's a risky move for the NWA, frankly. Um, I think Marty Skrull is the best thing about the about Ring of Honor right now. Um, I think up there with him is, is PCO. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I think that the two of those guys could, could carry it real far, but I think that there's, there's a lot of heat right now and they've not done a lot to address that heat publicly. And it's really risky for NWA to, to pull that together. The reason that they're doing it is because it gets their people on the TV show for Ring of Honor, and it boosts that out there a little bit for them, but I don't see it being a territory for them moving forward, because I don't think that Ring of Honor would be willing to make their championship seem like it means less than the, right, than the NWA right. championship. And True. ultimately, yeah. any territory um, any territory that you're in, your championship means less than the NWA championship. Right. You know? 
That's right. But in the modern sports world, I think that we could come up with a way to make independence be NWA certified. And, you know, if their champion Uh. goes X amount of days as the champion and they see a significant build, the NWA has the right to let them come onto the TV show. You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways to do it now. It's so much easier to get a hold of everyone's tape now than it was 50 years ago. (laughs) You know, it's just... It's it's impossible to not make it work if you if you put some thought into it. So, just my thoughts on it. All right, guys, I think this is a, a good time for us to cut off because we uh, definitely have run over time. Yeah. So I want to thank both of you because it's awesome uh, being able to bounce things off of uh, also off of each of you. Anyway, it's bedtime for this whole guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, thanks everybody for uh, checking in with Jolt and Joe's Wrestling Radio. Uh, this is the quarantine edition uh, since uh, we were doing this on WNTI, and that radio station is kind of uh, shuttered at the moment for uh, <laughs> quarantine reasons. However, I think this is working out really well. And Ted, thank you so much. Oh, my yeah, pleasure. My friend Tyler. Hey, thank the, you, Jeff. Uh, thank all you guys, man. <laughs> Yeah. Terrible Ted. <laughs> Love it. The new mouth of the South. Tiki bar, baby. Tiki bar. And the old guy. <laughs> we'll see you later, everybody. Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. We're out.